All right. Hello, everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. We have with us today, Never Trust a Skinny Chef, Shane. What's up, Shane? How's it going? Another beautiful day in paradise. So you're a chef. What's going on with this? Well, I have my channel, uh, YouTube channel, Never Trust a Skinny Chef, Shane. I uh, started um, this channel to be a distraction, um, and I cook for my family, so why not uh, do the two together and be distracted and cook food for my family? Well, there you go. Well, you know what I want to say? I want to see you flying a paramotor and cooking all at the same time. Well, I have flown my paramotor and had brisket left over for breakfast while flying in one of my videos. Oh, my God. Okay, so how do we get to your video so, so people can see this? And just go to YouTube and type in Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane, and all my videos are there. I think I have a little over 80 videos. Wow, so you've been doing this for a while. How long have you been flying paramotors? Uh, since November of 2019. That's the same time that I started flying. That's really cool. That's right. We talked about that before, didn't we? Yes, yes we have. So we've both been flying paramotors since 2019, which is really awesome. Been flying for, what, this is our six-month-ish? Mm. And yeah. do you count your hours and flights still? Because I don't count my hours and flights. So I, I have an idea where I am. I have about 48 hours on my motor. That's including warm-ups, uh, everything, and flights. Um, I do have a record of my flights, and I just did a poker run, the Pirates poker run, in uh, Wachula, Florida, and I was at 205 for my flights. 205 flights? Did you For, like, cross, yeah, I, I go 5, 10 minutes, maybe even 15, and I like to land, reset up, and do it again. Okay, so you said 205 flights? Five, yeah. Yep. Yep, so when I was at Wachula, it was 205 when I took off. I don't, I don't keep track of my flights anymore. Um, just like this last week, I, I've been flying almost three hours every night. I would land, I would do foot drags, I would do touch and goes. I don't even know how to, to, to count those anymore. You know, when you do three hours a a night, five nights a week, that's what, 15? Every two weeks, I gotta do a 25 or 30 hour maintenance on my motor. You know, it just, I don't even count them anymore. I just, I just know that I know I'm over 75 hours and I'm getting pretty close to 100. Probably by the end of this month, I'll be 100. But um, you are looking at going to an SIB course also, aren't you? Yes, the same one that you went to with uh, Andrew Fuller. And the same one that I'm going to go and hang out with you again over in uh, Florida. Yes. But actually, like I said, I don't know if I told you or not, but I do have, I do have, and you can see it in all kind of videos at the poker run, I do have a 33-foot camper. It has plenty of room. And uh, if you, you're more than welcome, because I'm going to bring it down there, because we're going to be there Friday night, and then we're going to do the course Saturday and Sunday, correct? I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be uh, uh, probably driving all day Friday to get down there for the Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Well, the camper sits about 68 degrees. Hope you can handle that. 
um, my house. <laughs> I wish I could get down there because my wife is like so cold at 72. So I, it's oh, 72 right my, here. No, and no, it's 68 in my camper, if not colder, if I can get, if I can get away with it. But the wife is normally looking at me with a parker going, we're good. We're good. I'm like, no, we're not good. Not good. So, yeah. you can hang meat and not worry about it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds good. All right. So um, if you guys are listening to this and not watching it, you're listening to this on probably paratalk.org. And this is our audio podcast stripped off from our video that we're doing right now. This is the first time we've done this Zoom and trying to strip off the audio. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. So hopefully this will work. So anyway, guys, um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about paramotors. So welcome to the PPG Grandpa Paramotor Podcast. What's the pop, pop, pop? That's a lot of P's, isn't it? <laughs> PPG Paramotor, PPG Grandpa Paramotor Podcast. I need a popper. Say that five times. Fast no, again. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to and I messed up. So, you know. Um, anyway, so Shane went down to Florida and did a poker run with PPG Gorilla and a bunch of other people. Now, can you tell us about this poker run? Uh, PPG Gorilla sets it up, and there's a bunch of people that go down there. You went down there with your family, and we're down there for how long? And tell us about your experience. Okay, well, I'm I'm over. I'm in Florida. I'm in Central Florida, so it was just a direct. Um, drive to the west and uh it took me we first went i'm sorry we left thursday night after work to um to, we left and went to avon park where we were flying from wachula to avon park for the poker run and we stayed the night at four winds ppg um we stayed at their glider shop which is by the airport um it was me and two other pilots that uh, stayed there. They don't mind. It's a field in the back. It doesn't cost them anything to have us parked there. And we use our own water and our own gas for generators, what have you. Um, I, uh, one of the pilots and myself decided Friday morning we were going to go fly Avon Park. And this, for me, was the very first time that I was able to fly in front of my teacher, or my teachers, Shannon and Lauren Michaels. And, uh, yeah, let's just say my nerves were going. I was really nervous. I don't know why. I've flown in front of the guy before, except for he was in my ears during class and saying, you know, a little pressure, right break, blah, blah, blah. I said to myself, I don't think I've set up enough distance between the runway and the glider, or the, the, not the glider, the, uh, the hangers. And I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. This is plenty of room. Yeah, let's just say I, I kind of biffed my my launch in front of them. Not terrible. I just sat in my seat before I was supposed to. When I dropped, I kind of drug a foot and a leg down a little bit. Break. I hit a little break. Stood back up. Ran a little bit, and then off I went. So you did so that on was, purpose. Yeah, that's the yeah. story. I can't. I will. I will never lie. No, I totally biffed that flight. <laughs> I meant to do that. I meant to do a little foot drag and then run some more. Yeah. So he told me, he's like, he's like, once you guys take off because he's, a, he has class going on. He's, he wants us to leave the airport and, and come back later, 
which is fine. So we did a 32 or 33 mile trip around Avon Park. And I never, when I was there in school, I never left the airport. So I, this was new adventures for, for myself. So we flew, um, got behind a train, which was really cool. I had never seen a train in the sky, you know, from my seat. I kind of followed maybe 30, 40 feet above the train, just kind of watched it and uh, followed behind it, which was pretty cool. And then uh, on the way back, we came back and I said, man, I cannot mess this long or this landing up. It just, I can't, it, where we were going to land is right there where they were kiting. So I was just like, I can't mess up. I can't, I came in smooth, landed perfect, kited my wing. And I even looked at Lauren and I said, Hey, I want to put this right here. And I folded the wing down and of course she just turns because he's busy. He don't have time for, for my goofiness. And, uh, but I, the entire 32 or 33 mile flight, all I kept saying to myself was, you screwed up in front of your own teacher. Now you have to go back and face it. And for Is 32 miles, No, uh, his wife, um, Shannon, I came up to him, to her and I was like, so uh, what'd you think about that, that, that takeoff? And she's like, yeah, don't tell nobody you went to school here <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's I was funny. like, I was like, let me explain. She goes, I know what you did. You corrected it. It actually, it actually looked good when you corrected it. Because once I hit the brakes and I lifted me back up and I started running, it really did just look like a crappy foot drag, if you will. Like I got too low, but it wasn't meant that way. It was total me biffed the launch. So after that, we, we packed up our stuff and we headed back to the glider shop to get our camper, my buddy's uh, RV, and then there was another guy with his camper. So and we were heading. So this was just before the poker run then? Yes. This was Friday morning. Um, the, you were allowed to show up at Wachula um, midday uh -huh. um, for the poker run on Friday. So we drove over. It's only like maybe 22, 23 miles um, from Avon Park. And we drove over, set up, um, met, met Gorilla Ground for the first time. I shouldn't say for the first time, but the first time I, he remembers, he, he's going to be able to remember me. Because I pulled in, he's like, where's your $20? I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, for camping. I was like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me, let me park my camper and I'll get out and I'll give you money. Because he was in charge of the money and he took his job very seriously. <laughs> Interesting. But... But uh, we got out, got us, got the, uh, I gave him the money and, and we set up and man, I tell you what, from the very beginning, like R Rick Davies, PPG uh, gorilla, I went over to him, said hello to him. And instantly here's a beer. Let's talk, have, you know, sit down relax. I'm like, I gotta go get my camper ready. I can't have my wife who just had surgery a week ago um, doing anything other than watching me do everything. So he's like, Oh, <laughs> She's like, he's like, oh, come back, come back and talk. And everybody there, if you've never been to any of the fly-ins, poker run, this is my very first actual as a pilot event. Now, when I went to Swanee right after class, I didn't fly. I just kind of hung out and talked to everybody and, and that was it. But this was my very first flight as a pilot, actually doing everything. Friday night. After I got the camper set up, 
It was ready. It was time to fly for the evening. Winds were a little high, a little higher than. I don't want to say higher than I would have liked, but I because I've flown in that. But what are the winds? Um, I want to say anywhere from eight to twelve miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the winds. What was there any gust? There was a little gust, maybe thirteen, fourteen. It wasn't terrible. That sounds good. So, as as a new pilot, again, finished school back in November. Um, anytime my wings start sh- shooting forward and I'm actively uh, kiting my wing. I don't like that. I don't like watching, looking up and seeing my wings shoot forward, uh, going backwards, left, right. You know, when you're I like flying, to look up. When you're flying yeah. or when you're trying to uh, launch? No, when I'm flying. I don't like to actively have to pilot my wing. It's, it, it scares me. And what if you pull brake at the time you're supposed to let up or, you know what I mean? Like, so, and I know that has a lot to do with kiting and I do kite but doesn't mean that I don't like to look up and see the wings shooting forward and, and, and dodging backwards and just doing things I don't like. So I your SIB course and you'll look up and yes. see the thing do that. You'll be like, well, that's nothing. Yeah. Right. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Like this weekend, um, I was supposed to do the SIB course with um, a couple other guys, but there was some, there was an issue, timing thing, what have you. So we're going to do it in august mm-hmm. right right before my birthday we're gonna we're gonna go and uh it's gonna be you and my buddy brian who is a really good he's been flying for a year and a half i think two years maybe he's really good the dude has about four thousand touch and goes per flight that's all he did. i watch him like how do you do that he's like i've watched him land on top of his smart car and then take off again Cool. How do you do a smart car? How do you do that? I can't land in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I flew for maybe 10, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and the wind was just gusty and it wasn't comfortable for me. I'm good with the bumps. I have no problem dropping five feet or raising up five feet. That doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It's when I look up and see that wing doing things that I don't think it should be doing. I just want to come on the ground. I just want to get down and get on the ground and be like, okay, well, I flew. That's good enough for me. So I came in, I landed, um, made a great landing. The winds were high. So it was two feet side by side pretty much and just drop right out of the sky and you're good. Um, so then after that, it was just time to cook dinner and hang out with everybody. Right. Again. So this is still before the poker run. Yes, this is Friday night. Poker run is Saturday morning. It starts okay. at 6 o'clock. I think the f- for the viewers that don't know what a poker run is, could you tell us a little bit about what is a poker run? Well, funny you say that because I don't really know what – I didn't know what a poker run, run was at first. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, don't, I don't play poker. I don't even know how to play poker. So poker run is before you leave, you pick a card, mm-hmm. and then they write it down on a, on a little – a little card for you to carry. Then you fly to a destination and you pick another card and they write that number down or letter, whatever on your card. And then you fly back the years before they were, they were going from Wachula to Avon to aviators, which is another airport. And then I don't know if they went back or not, but then it got too late. So people were not really actually 
making it further than Avon Park. I'm sorry, just to aviators. So um, come Saturday morning, I had already got my car the night before. I got up at five o'clock, got everybody that was in the camper up and ready to go. Um, everybody grabbed their wings. Now you're talking, I want to say there was over 40 pilots for this poker run. Wow. So, so you had 20 people in one area trying to launch? How, how'd that work? Well, well, so <laughs> I, I look at, there was a couple guys that had their, their strobes on so they can launch at six o'clock, which is legal 30 minutes before sunrise. Um, they took off. We had, um, you kind of just set your wing up mm -hmm. and then when, when it's clear for you to go, you kind of go. So I set my wing up and I knew from the get go, I was like, this is just not enough runway. I'm, I'm carrying, I had no air bubble in my fuel tank, no air bubble. I didn't know we, I knew we were going into a headwind from Wachula to air to Avon. So how much I want, fuel does your tank hold then? Thir 13 liters, I think it is. 13 liters. What is that in gallons about? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I, what is it for? What is it? Almost four liters is a gallon. Right. And you said you have 13 liters. Right. So that's what about three gallons ish plus let's, a little more. Let's say three and a half gallons just for. That's a big tank. Yeah, it's it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Plus, I was I had said on some other YouTube channels that I was going to go live from start to finish. Whether I I was going to go live on my YouTube channel, no matter what happens, I wasn't going to take nothing out. I wasn't going to stop recording i was just going to record start to finish so i'm sorry real, real quick how were you going to do the live like through facebook or youtube or what uh youtube on youtube okay through through uh another app i gotta go through an app to get to youtube to to record um so i start the recording and you see i lay my wing out and I, I happened to mention this hill, which is not a hill, it's a mound of dirt that has grass grown over top of it. Mm -hmm. I said, man, I said to myself, I'm actually going to run over that, I do believe. And instead of moving over or waiting for the guy that was set up next to me to take off and then move over to him, I just left my wing where I was at, which I knew in my gut was wrong, but you got all this pressure of hurry up and get in the air because you, there's a bunch of other guys behind me waiting to take off too. Ah. So, so I was like, screw it. I, I know I can take off before this, before the camper. And we're talking actual campers. So they're like 13 foot tall. You know what I mean? Like you, so you were set up launching in toward the wind, which is right where the campers were. Correct. Which is probably, I want to say 45, 50 yards from where my wing was to the back of the campers, which on any given other day when I'm flying with half a tank is more than what I need to get off the ground. Mm -hmm. But I had 13 liters of fuel. I had a gigantic um, external battery that was in my pouch. I had a 16 ounce soda bottle. <laughs> 
and uh, my wallet, which I don't normally fly with, and just, I was heavy. I was heavy. And I started to, um, I started running. And when I hit this mound, I stepped on top of it. And then my next foot, it went to the ground, past the mound, which left my wing surged forward because I went up and then stepped down which loads the wing and then it wing shoots forward. So well, when quick, it, what kind of wing do you have? Where were the trims set? My trims are set all the way to neutral. I have a Nuvic Link 2, 27 meter wing. And I'm right, with gear and everything, I'm right at like three, well actually probably that morning, I was probably 315 on this wing, which is a little heavy for this wing. Mm -hmm. I'm still within the, the, the weight range, but I'm still heavy on the wing. Um, Just curious, so, with all that mm, weight, why didn't you pull trims all the way in? I did. They were all the way in. What did I, I say? Yeah, I thought you said it was at neutral. No, no, the trims are all. The, I'm sorry, trims are all the way in. Um, I can't. I can't launch this wing with no gas in it when it's set to neutral. <laughs> I have to run a hundred mile an hour, and it, apparently, everybody tells me this wing is really fast, which. Sure, that's the only one I've outside of the thirty meter that I've flown during class. Right. This twenty-seven meter is the only thing I've ever flown. Gotcha. So, but I've been told this wing is really fast. I know for a fact that if it's not set, if the if the trims aren't all the way in, I cannot launch this wing. It is I have to run a hundred miles an hour. I have a so, rotor three, and I always launch and land with my trims, and also. Mm. Yeah, I've tried landing once. I forgot to pull the trims in and came in and just took a knee and slid in for about 40 yards on one knee and stood up stood up and had – I landed in all grass, no rocks or nothing, but, dude, you would have thought I landed on the road. I tore my well, leg in higher, up. In higher winds, um, I'll, let it, uh, I'll let my trims out. Sometimes in really high winds, I go to neutral. Right. That way, you know, when it gets above my head, it doesn't surge – well, in this situation, I stepped on this hill, this mound, if you will, and it was it's 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 enough to change the way the wing surged. I, I and I checked it when I checked it and got it under control. I looked up and I was like, "Oh no!" Because there's the campers. So I I killed the motor. I put the the brakes all the way to my butt. I took a knee and slid in the grass. And then my wing just barely covered, it fell and draped over the back corner of one of the, one side of the camper. Wow. You were like, really close launching to yeah. person. Yes. And I was just like, I was just like, man, dude, I knew from the get go, I knew it in my gut. And first of all, anybody listening to this, if you don't listen to your gut, you're going to have an accident or you're going to come close to having an accident. I knew in my gut I wasn't right, but I was pressured, and only by myself. Nobody was telling me to hurry. I pressured myself and made a bad decision and setting up where I did. I could have let the, the three guys literally launch next to me. I could have walked over and set, reset my wing up, but instead, I was like, I'm fine right here. I want to hurry up and get off the ground so no one's waiting on me. If it's if it's doing ten miles an hour, that was a good reverse launch you could do. Is that what you tried to do or what? Um, I don't remember, dude. I don't know. Are you watching it? Because I don't remember. No, I'm, I don't think. 
I don't think I did a reverse launch. No, I did a forward. I did a forward. In a, in 10 mile an hour wind? No, no, there wasn't 10 mile an hour. Oh, this when was I took off. Before. You're, you're okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I was still thinking about the wind the day before. No, no, this, this is the morning of the poker run. Okay. And the there wind was, there was no wind. If it was, it was one, one and a half mile an hour. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. Which was, which was the other problem. There was no wind. If I had 10 mile an hour winds, I would not have had an issue. Right. Right. Would I would have launched and been good. Okay. Um, now it's all making so, sense. Now that I okay, I okay, I apologize. No, it's my fault. So, so we we were launching on a nil wind morning. I mean one one and a half miles an hour that morning, fully loaded. I mean just run forest run is all you can say at that point because you're going to be running. And if I wouldn't have stepped on that mound and surged my wing, I think I would have, I, I know for a fact I would have got up and out of there. But once my wing wasn't correct and I checked it, made sure wing tip to wing chip, then at that time I was like, oh, camper, hit the brakes and then slid in. Then I walked over where I should have been from the first place by the, by the runway, set up, took off, no problem. So now what, we're heading. So so, what motor do you have? And, uh, and I got a, well, I got a PAP, um, and I use I, I'm on the uh, Moster 185. Okay. 185s. What what kind of um, prop do you have? I whatever came with it, the PAP uh, factory prop that's on there. Okay. Which, by the way, I haven't damaged any of my gear yet. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I say yet. I haven't, I've, uh, now I have hit a tree on, I was downwind and I hit throttle and was climbing to get over this tree and caught the, 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 I hit my butt with the branch, like a little leaf or whatever, you know, tops of the tree. Tapped it? Uh, yeah, I tapped it. it. Well, it tapped me in the butt and then hit my cage, but it didn't hit the prop. So. Oh, I bet that was scary. Yeah. I was like, I was like, well, that was just dumb. Like. So you're out adventuring, you're learning new things as a new pilot. You do things, and then afterwards you go, well, that was dumb. Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. You need to learn that before you do it. That way you don't have a $400 prop to buy. Well, how, how so bad, far. How bad did that scare you when you hit the top of that tree? Oh, when I well, actually, um, when I hit it, and I, I hit the throttle, and I go, I don't hear nothing broke. Like, I didn't hear, I didn't hear a weird vibration i didn't hear the motor do anything weird and i was just like oh my god so i turned around and landed i went back to my camper and landed and then sat there and just like cussed at myself and yelled at myself because it was dumb like why why would you do that it's you pay money to get off the ground and you're flying six foot off the ground it makes no sense get off the ground go up a hundred <laughs> right that's what my that, that that was my wife's saying. She's like, "You paid all this money to fly, and you're four foot off the ground. Why?" I'm like, "That's a good that's a good question." Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, I could just be in a car, <laughs> the same height. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a lot cheaper. So, anyways, back to the um, the poker run. Okay. Um, we were heading to a headwind, and I was the the three guys that were in my group all waited for me and i took off which so, by the way my so how was this takeoff where'd you go to take off and how, how was it 
I went over to the to the um where I should have been over by the runway. I waited for a trike to take off in front of me. Once he took off, I forward took off, which by the way, half the distance that it took me the first time because of that stupid mound. And uh, I was up and out of there. And I just happened to lift, launch, and get in flight with the flight pattern with the three other guys that were waiting for me. And we all just at the same time just took off and headed uh, to Avon. And we pretty much stayed about 1,500 feet. It was uh, hands off the brakes the entire time. Um, actually, during my live, I was like, you know, I've never set my, my, uh, my cruise control before. Let me try that. Mm-hmm. And I, I tightened it up, took my hand off of it. And I don't know what I did. I bumped it or something. And it was like, and I couldn't get that thing off quick enough. Ah! I was like, enough of that. All right, we'll never try that again. <laughs> Not that anything was going to happen other than I was going to climb a little bit, but it, I didn't feel, so you ever set cruise control on your car and then go up a hill and all of a sudden it just drops down two gears and takes off. It feels like it's launching you up the hill, but you're really not going any faster than you've been going. Right. Well, that's how I kind of, I was just like, oh my God, I don't like that. So I took it off and I was like, this thing isn't that heavy to hold. The spring on the throttle is not that bad. I can hold it with one finger or two fingers. So we went the entire way. Um, actually had a plane um, go my five o'clock. I'm sorry, my six o'clock, um, about 200 feet below us pass us yeah well we're in active airports wachula and avon are active pilot or active uh, airports so there's planes around which always reminds me after i see a plane your head's supposed to be on a swivel <laughs> i like to forget and just enjoy the view look at the cows and the pigs that you see every now and then and deer and, and, and then you see why, and this is why you tell your wife that you're only going to fly four feet off the ground so you don't get hit yeah. by yeah yeah <laughs> This is why I've never gone to the Mile High Club, because the one time I attempted it was at Sebastian Airport. Two other guys, were, we were all flying together, agreed to go up to the, to the, uh, mile, Mar- the mile High Club. And, uh, yeah, dude, I got up to 3,800 feet, and this idea of a plane coming in behind me, literally, I psychologically messed myself up and hit 3,800 feet and decided, yeah, I need to be on the ground. Like, I just... Pictured this airplane just taking my wing out above me. Well, here's something. The next time that you decide to go and, and try that, your Moser 185 torques to the right. So mm-hmm. what you do is just do a, you know, just keep on going up. like In a circle. This, in a circle. That way you can continually look around as you're climbing. You can see everything. And that's what I do when I, when I try to climb high. And that's what I would need to do. I, this was, again, this was probably within my 30th flight, 40th flight that I tried to do this. Winds were perfect. I mean, there was no rough air. No, no reason in the world not to go up to no a mile. No clouds either, huh? Nope. It was, it was blue skies all the way up. Nothing other than in my head. So whenever I see a plane, it does remind me that I'm supposed to be looking, and I will never get caught in a storytelling because I forget. I forget to look for planes. I enjoy the view. I'm enjoying doing something that I've wanted to do for 20 years and now I'm finally getting to do it. Right. And I forget. And, and I know that. Um, so we headed to Avon. We got Avon insight 
Now, none of us wanted to put our trims out because we didn't want to waste fuel. We didn't know exactly how much fuel we were going to need. We knew it was 22-ish miles from Wachula to, to Avon. Um, once I seen Avon, I trimmed out and scooted right on over there. I seen everybody landing, but I was looking at the windsocks as I was coming in. I pull my trimmers in, and I'm looking at the windsock, and I see everybody landing. And the windsock's shooting straight out of, out of the right side from, from my right side. But everybody's landing straight at the, at the, the, the hangar. I'm like, oh, that don't make no sense to me, dude. Like, so I do a flyover, and I come in downwind and land right, right next to the hangar, but almost at 90 degrees from everybody else. And then I guess everybody from there started coming in the way that I came in. Everybody follows everybody else. Yeah, but I, dude, I'm not comfortable with that. That did not look right. It did not look right to me at all. So when I crossed over the uh, the the windsocks and they were going out of a different angle, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, dude, this is not for me. I last thing I want to do is land, or I'm sorry, crash or make a bad landing in front of my teacher because I already took off like a. Like, like it wasn't, it wasn't good when I took off. So I don't want to land when it's not good. So anyways, I landed, everything was great. By the time that I had made it to Avon Park, the story was that I slapped a camper with myself on takeoff. I was like, how was that even possible, dude? Like I laid my wing on the corner of a camper and you can see in the video, if you go to my my live video, it's like two and a half, what? No, no, no. It's like two and a half uh, hour, two and a half hours long. But if you go to the four minute mark, you'll see where I run across the field and I stop shy of the camper. So I, they had already told my teacher that I slapped the camper, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? Why would you say that? Because that's not true. Not at all. So we... um. I did not discuss this with Lauren. He did not ask me about it, so I just uh, act like it didn't happen. Anyways, um, after we refueled, um, everybody in the group took off, and I launched. I did have a – I had to reset my wing up a little bit. I had help. I brought the wing up. It kind of shot – I don't know. It just kind of did a little funny thing, and, and I let it back down. And then I think I ended up doing, no, I did a forward. I did a forward launch. Everything went well. Did a little foot drag as, as I left out and uh, took off, circled a couple times, waited for one of our guys to, uh, I guess he was having some engine troubles. And uh, I got the go ahead because his motor wasn't starting. So I took off following some other guys that I seen off in the distance. What I didn't know is, I didn't know any of those guys. They knew where they were going, apparently, but I didn't know this. So you hear in the video how I'm going to go ahead and take my trimmers out because we're going downwind. But we're actually, it's not downwind. It's, it's we're kind of crab crawling, if you will. Right. I'm like, dude, I'll take the trimmers out. We'll, we'll get there in no time. Well, you hear in the video how, how so, I... So did you top off when you were at the airport then or what? Yes. Yes, I, I filled back up. Um, not as I only have like ten liters because I was, 
I assumed we were going with the wind and I'd be there in like 35, 40 minutes instead of an hour, almost two hours to get there. So we're flying along. I pull my trimmers out. I look up and I say, oh my God, here comes a cloud. I have yet to fly over through a cloud. So I'm like, yes, I forgot to tell you one major important thing that I forgot to start this story off with. As we left Wachula, there was a storm coming in behind us. Okay. So when we got ready to launch to leave, they were telling us that the storm had dissipated. Okay. Okay. Now I see this little white cloud coming at me. I'm like, dude, I'm going to actually hit this cloud. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go through a cloud. Well, just before it gets to me, it dissipates and, and just disappears. I, I, no idea. About the time that I think that I should be going through this cloud, I hit unbelievable rough air, which I can only assume is some sort of front that the storm was bringing with it. Uh-huh. And I went from 1,500 feet, I dropped down to 1,300 feet, and I didn't mean to. Wow. I cruised down really quick. I was just like, oh my God. I was like, the air up here is ridiculous. So I'm cruising along and I say to myself, okay, I got to get my trimmers in because I want to be able to control my wing at, at the, the best, I guess it's rated when the trims are all the way in. So it's a, it's a intermediate wing. If the trims are all the way in, if they're all the way out, then it's an expert or, you know, a higher rating wing. So I, I waited for my wing to get somewhat under control and I just reached up, pulled them back into neutral or to all the way trims all the way in. I didn't even stow the, put the magnets on. I didn't care. I was like, you guys can flap all you want. I need to grab the the brakes and control the wing. In the video, you just see my legs just swinging. And I'm just like, oh my God. At some point I decided I didn't care. I want to live and I want to get on the ground. So I see a guy in front of me and I'm watching his wing and I'm probably... I'm probably 1,800 feet at this point, and I dropped down to maybe seven, 600 feet, somewhere in there, and now, it gets a little... So real quick, before, before you go on, how do you know how high you are? I have an altimeter watch. Oh, okay. And I dropped down, and things seem to be okay, and then out of nowhere, it becomes not okay. <laughs> it becomes... I'm not comfortable at all. So I know to stay calm. I know that in reality, a lot of things are going to have to happen for this wing not to stay inflated. Right. Um, mainly because I've watched a ton of Andrew Fuller's videos where the guy literally tries to collapse a wing and let's go and it just flies. It just opens back up and he flies. I've watched your video during your SIV course and you're hanging off A's and nothing's really happening i'm like okay so i have this this is what's going through my head those those pictures those ideas and then i'm like okay so i just got to get down on the ground Mm -hmm. i don't care where i land as long as it's safe to land so i decide at this point i'm going to go ahead and find a spot to land and i come down i find this nice little field low cut grass no fences no power lines I'm like, dude, this is my spot. This is it. So I come out of my seat. 
got my brakes in, I get a little pressure. The wind was so strong at this point that when I, when I landed, it was two feet together. I only ran forward to make sure my wing didn't overshoot me so I didn't do a frontal. <laughs> but I didn't have to do that. I literally could have just stood there. The wing would have fell behind me because <laughs> the winds were so strong. So I call my wife and I tell her, I have, she has my phone. Um, I, we set the phones up to where we can have, um, she can track my phone in case something happens to me. Let's say that something bad happens, I fall out of the sky. At least she can track my phone and find me. You know, what happens if you dropped your phone? She'd freak out. Well, no. If I well, that's going to be really hard because my phone is in a case that is tethered to my harness. Oh, so okay. if my phone, if the phone falls out, I'm in trouble. <laughs> We've hit some really bad air. Anyways, um, I called her and I said, "Hey, I've landed out." And her reply is, "What's that mean?" I guess we didn't go over this part of <laughs> what if. <laughs> I go, I landed out. And she goes, what does that mean? And a friend of ours that was in the car with her, she goes, he landed. And I go, yeah, the winds were too rough. And I landed. She goes, oh, well, I picked up Ripa and Jeff Dean already because they landed out because the winds were too rough. Now, Ripa is, this guy's known to ride in, in some pretty rough air. And he's landed out. I think I made the right choice. Wow. Personally. I, so they came and got, they came and got me, um, and my wife picked me up along with, we loaded up the three paramotors, um, and Jeff was sitting on the back. I was sitting on the bump or the tailgate with, with, uh, Ripa and we took off while my wife's, we're driving about 10 minutes and she goes, Hey, there's another motor or paramotor down. And we look out in this sod field across the field and, uh, the guy that I was following ran out of gas. Oh no. So we picked him up. We had four paramotors in the back of my truck, wow. four wings, four wings, um, a toddler and two women in the front. And then the four paramotors, four pilots in the back, along with six fuel tanks. I was like, dude, if we get in an accident right now, we no one will find any of us. <laughs> we would just be poof. We're going to explode and that'll be it. So we make it all the way back to Wachula. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets their motors off and everything. And uh, I ended up having to go back. I shouldn't say I had to go back. I went back to Avon Park to pick up a couple other paramotor guys. Mm -hmm. And and so I ended up canceling or deleting, stopping. I shouldn't say delete. I should say stop the live. Because nobody wants to see me drive 30 minutes one way to go pick up two guys and then 30 minutes back. So I said I would I come know. back. Probably would have been some really funny audio. Well, I don't know. I stopped it because I didn't I, – I don't know. I just did. So when I got back to Wachula, um, my phone was acting up at this point. I don't know why. It was just not having it. And uh, I caught like two minutes of the awards just in time to watch – John Rippa, I believe, um, collect his $250 for second place prize and pick up a probably a $600 generator that he won during the raffle. Wow. Yeah, for a $20 entry. What did you win? Uh, I, I, I won uh, nothing. <laughs> well, how much which, your 
Oh, it's your poker hand. No, I had a I had a ace, a, a ten, and a jack. So I didn't win nothing. But then Jeff Dean won the uh, the first pra- first place uh, prize, which was five hundred bucks. Wow. So I mean, for a twenty dollar entry, or you know, it's twenty dollars for the entry, and then you paid twenty dollars for a night of camping there for power and water. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, I for the experience, I mean, the the guys, the camaraderie that you that you uh, get to have with these guys that you only really see online, mm-hmm. and you get to, you feel like you know them personally because you watch them all the time, right? And then you meet them, and then you're like, I don't really know him, but still cool guy, you know. <laughs> so, so it, I mean, hanging out with a paramotor crazy trike flyer. PPG Gorilla, um, there was just a bunch of guys that that they're all nice. They're all wanting to help out with one another, and and you just can't beat it. I mean, just not even to fly, just to pay to camp there and hang out with everybody would be way worth it. Right. So, dogs got to go out apparently. Yeah. You have to you have to let the dog out. The wife is. She's letting all three of them out. Apparently, we've got a zoo going here. So that sounds like a pretty interesting thing. So you went down there, you you uh, flew on Friday, then the poker run was Saturday, and then what happened after Saturday? Or what did you do Saturday night? You hung out with some friends and well, we were gonna we were gonna stay, and uh, I just I my wife and I hadn't had any time alone, right? Um, so we decided to head home. And we were heading home, and I was like, man, this campsite that we're supposed to be going to in a couple months is right around the corner. Let's see if they got an opening. I couldn't get a hold of them on the phone. So I drove 23 minutes out of my way, pulled up there. I'm like, you guys got a site available? They're like, yeah, we got two. I was like, I just need one. So her and I, literally, we watched. We sat in a chair and watched the sunset over this gigantic lake. The charcoal was cooking. And we put steaks on, and we just sat back and relaxed. It was, it was exactly what we needed after a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, go 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 kind of thing. Yeah. And it, I actually got the permission to fly out of this park. And Did I was you? just like, no, I was so I was, I was beat. Oh, really? I honestly, I think I was asleep by eight thirty that night. I was I was done. I mean, you, there was just so much going on all the time, and I just I just wanted to relax. And when I relaxed, and I was realized, oh, you're really tired. So then we slept. I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning, then um, Sunday morning, and uh, I checked the winds, and they were three to five miles an hour. I was like, oh, I should go and fly, but I didn't want to go. I just I I didn't. I sat there and. Watched a little television. Went, I went for a walk. Saw some deer um, walking around. And I was just like, I was done for the weekend. You know, I just wanted to relax and, and just just chill. So everyone that has uh, listened to this podcast um, and they're, they're hearing about your, you know, you're almost crashing into stuff and it's just exhausting. Would you recommend this to anybody or is this just too exhausting? No, it's it's here's the thing. I, I cater to everyone. 
And what I mean by that is I cook food for, for, let's see, I cooked Friday night. I cooked for not only myself, but another family, another two families. Um, just dealt with, uh, I, their kids and had a kiddie pool that was still in the box and we, we took it out of the camper, filled it up and, and set it up for them. So they'd have something to do. And it's, I'm always doing something. A, a friend of ours brought their toddler. So I'm playing with the toddler and you're just constantly going, going, going. And it's only my choice. You know, I don't have to, to be everybody. I don't have to wait on everybody, but I choose to, that's just my personality. So you're a chef. Well, I like to cook and you and like I, to cook. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but as, as to, if you like to have a good time and be around good people and, and have a great time, then fly-ins, poker runs, the, the PPG community is the perfect place for you because it is just, I mean, there's guys I met during Swanee that came up to me and they're like, oh my God, I seen your flag over your camper. I knew it was you. I come over here to say hi to you. I'm like, hey, so totally cool. for Yeah, I just met them the one time at, at the, at the fly-in for Swanee. And here they come all the way out of their way to say hello to me. It's just, to me, I'm just like, all right, cool. Let's, I, and then we hung out, had a couple beers. And yeah, it was totally worth it. It's always worth it to me. I definitely like the PPG community. There, it's just, mm-hmm. it really is. It's just like family. Yep. And if you got a question or a problem, you'll have six guys helping you out with it. You know, they're all, they'll all come out and and like at Avon when my I brought my wing up and it kind of I had a little crosswind and the wing kind of folded up on me. Two guys dropped their motors and came over and helped me fix my wing because as soon as I get out of the way. Hey, they get to go, <laughs> you know, right, exactly. so, but it's still, they didn't have to, yeah. I could have dropped my, my motor and got the wing all straightened out and then hooked back in and took off. But they were just like, Hey, it's not a big deal. Let's do it. And it was awesome. Very thankful by the way, for those two guys that helped me out. One was a pilot. The other one was, I think ground crew, but either which way, one guy did drop his motor to set to help set me up. That sounds like good people out there. Well, it sounds like you had a blast. Um, any last words before we finish our podcast today? Nope. This is fun. And I can't wait to do it again. It's the first podcast I've ever done. So hopefully it came out all right. <laughs> I'm sure it did come out pretty, pretty good. Um, so anyway, so how do we get up with you on um, YouTube? You can find me on YouTube at Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane. Um, it's not just about cooking. I have hunting videos. I have cooking videos. I have flying videos. Um, whatever. Are you on Facebook? Um, no. Um, Facebook's kind of my own personal page. Um, I do have some guys that I'm close to in the PPG community that are um, I'm friends with on there, but that's on a personal level. But no, I do not have a Facebook. How about Instagram? I do have an Instagram. It's all one word. Never trust skinny chef's chain. Um, and I try, good Lord, I tried to be part of that. It's really hard. Good Lord, it's hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do post things on there uh, from from time to time. How about Twitter? Nope. 
Don't even know how to use that. Snapchat? <laughs> nope. That's a personal TikTok? account. TikTok? Nope. Nope. I do love watching TikTok, though, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I watch those on YouTube hourly, like all the time, man. I'm just like, I, I don't know why. It's like, I have no idea. So we are now starting a new website. It's called iloveppg.org. And it's a Facebook just for PPG and PG pilots that want to get together. You can make groups, post your videos, um, everything that you want to do. And it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow. So if you haven't been there yet, go to iloveppg.org. And we also have a merch place where you can find some really fun t-shirts with a lot of cool PPG sayings over at iloveppg.com. Um, you're listening to the podcast on paratalk.org. And there's a bunch of other dot-coms that are out there that we're not even going to be talking about because there's just too much stuff. Anyway, Shane, thank you very much for coming on and uh, telling us your, your story about the, the poker run. It sounds like something I should have done. I'm kind of sad that I missed it. You would have you would have had a great time. I know it. I, I probably would have not um, uh, landed out. I probably would have climbed as high as I could to get over that wind and made it all the way over there. But then I probably would have ended up in some really bad wind, but I would have got some good video. And that's what well, it's all there, about. There were several guys that went up to 5,500 feet and still had rough winds. No way. Yes. This this front, I don't know what kind of storm it was. If it was a front, it 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 was rough. But yeah, we had a bunch of guys that went different heights and they weren't happy with it. Well, but they did have, I want to say they had maybe 10 to 12 guys that actually made it back to Wachula out of whatever it was, pilots. Yeah. There was so I don't feel bad. I didn't didn't feel it was the uh truck ride of shame or nothing <laughs> like that. Guess what? I get I get to fly this weekend because you know why? I didn't die last weekend. <laughs> that's how I look at it. Exactly. And and that's exactly what you should do. Whatever your gut tells you, you should yep. do. And if your gut says don't try to fly over a hump, don't even try to fly over that hump. Exactly. All right. Well, y'all, thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. And we got some more interviews coming up. So make sure that you subscribe now if you're listening on iTunes. And if you are watching this on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell notification. And we will catch you all next time. Have a good one. And thank you, Shane. Appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me.